Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. And today I have the guest, uh, Casey Kellum, here joining us. And um, she's a woman of many hats. She's going to guide us through her experiences and life-changing positive mindsets that she's had throughout the pandemic and even before that point, too. Uh, So thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the other side. Hey, Casey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Laura? Not too bad. I'm hanging in there. Um, I was. It's funny. I talked to another friend of mine. It was actually the first interview that I had done last week, and I was complaining about the snow. Well, now it's here. And uh, so <laughs> unless you like snow activities, uh, I guess this this is for you, but um, not for me so much. <laughs> right. I'm more of a golfer, not a skier anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting through, I think they said February, is it February 9th or February 2nd is midway through the winter. So it's kind of a good focal point and the days are getting longer. We're now like sunsetting around 5 40 PM. Yes. And we get another full hour by February, February this time. So that's awesome. Those are the, I know it's, it's so promising. So other than that, what else have you been up to today? I took a nice walk with my little sister, you know, Judy. Yes. Um, We took a great little walk out. She's going to go skiing tomorrow. So she wanted to borrow some stuff from me. And um, that was about it. I I do my own podcasting stuff. So I was working on a little bit of that. I'm going to take my dog for a walk and uh, teach yoga this evening with my little kids. So that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a great day. Yeah, so for those, obviously, you people are just learning about you today on this podcast. So actually, Casey and I met in our 200-hour teacher training, which is almost for, what, five years ago now? Four years? Four, two, two thousand. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like, it's crazy. So but ironically, um, I didn't know this ahead of time, but um, your family, obviously, you just mentioned your sister, um, your sisters and your family are actually connected with my husband's family. So they've been really tight knit close um, throughout their childhood. So I remember on the first day of our teacher training that you came up to me and you're like, oh, you're Laura Bender. Cause of course I had that boot on my foot. So, you know, right. it was pretty much a <laughs> sticking out like a sore thumb there. Um, yeah, I had that boot on my foot and I'm like, oh yeah, that he was, you know, you know, Matt or Maddie, you called him and I'm like, oh yeah, it's my husband. And so then we, yeah, it was a whole, this kind of introduction right there to Casey. Everybody's um, related. Everybody's I know related. it's, and it's so, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's how small of a world that we live in. And I love it. Your um, sister-in-law, Jen was like a triplet. So my sister's, yeah. my little sister's, her friends are twins and they all share the same birthday, June 17th. Yes. So we yes. always included Jen and she was the triplet. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Love your family. I know. (laughs) Um, So yeah, other than that though, why don't you just kind of tell me about, tell the listeners about yourself and actually what brought you to yoga initially? Sure. Sure. Well, I am, uh, I'm a school counselor and I'm a former special ed teacher and I'm also an author and a yoga instructor and a motivational speaker and podcaster. Um, I'm a widower as well. I feel like I'm reading a, 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 my obituary or something, but I, I, I do a lot of things um, for the purpose of helping others. My journey for the, at least the last 30 years has been to just help everybody else get through their journey. 
And so I'm always looking for ways to help others overcome adversity and to learn resiliency tools. That has been my mission. And yoga turned out to be a valuable tool to help others get through their difficult times and be resilient. And, the, and actually yoga came to me during one of the most difficult times of my life, uh, was, which is when my husband was diagnosed with terminal cancer back in 2012. And I, we, the, there was no conventional treatment. It was so far advanced. So we got involved with something from Panama and somehow ended up in Utah for a month. Um, and a friend of mine, Jen Giuliano, just sent me a random text the day we landed in Utah and said, you need to do yoga. And I was like, what? She knows me. I'm a runner. I'm a brisk walker. I'm a bike rider. I'm what? yoga. This doesn't do yoga. And, and I had done yoga on little videos, but never experienced it in a studio. And sure enough, there was a beautiful studio right down the street from the clinic. There was also a golf course. And so each morning I signed up and I went each morning after dropping my husband off to his clinic, I practiced and I fell in love with the practice and it just it just helped me get through my husband dying. And then as you had mentioned, um, we became certified two years after Craig died um, in 2017, this time of the year, I was like, you know what? I think I want to take this to the next level like you and then became a, a certified yoga instructor. And it's just been with me all these years since. Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's a really inspiring. Um, that's really a beautiful story. And um, to think that like those dark experiences was what opened you up and brought light into your life and um, just created this like um kind of just like this wellness pod, I guess you could say, <laughs> of uh, just the yoga, just just offering it to yourself to for self-care and again, just kind of building a resilience and uplifting yourself. Um, right. Release some grief and yes. yeah, so many benefits. Yeah, I think we had a really, there was actually a, a, a the experience that we had during that training too that I remember was... Um, it was during that chakra with the doc, Dr. Plagans that was in there. And I know there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of instances where a few people had really had myself included, just had it, just had an overwhelming experience within that. And that really just kind of changed. I think that whole entire training just changes you. It was an emotional breakthrough for many yes. of us, a real yes. emotional breakthrough. It allowed us to be vulnerable to release our emotions and feel safe in crying in front of one another. I mean, 30 of us or 20 of us showed up not knowing each other and, you know, become lifelong friends and know each other's stories for the most part. And it, it was, it was such a beautiful experience and, and it came out of, you know, one of the darkest times of my life. So I, I always tried to find that, that, that light in the darkness. Yes. Yes, that's, I seem to be using that phrase a lot lately because obviously we've had, we've gone through um, some dark times actually this past year. Um, so kind of leading into the next thought here. So what experiences or practices have you used um, along the way besides yoga? Maybe there's other methods mm -hmm. um, just to kind of release those limiting beliefs, any of those, um, just those, again, negative things that may be hanging around. Sure. You know, I, I was raised with really proactive, positive parents. They were ahead of their time, really. Um, we, we didn't grow up with a complaining family or a, a victim attitude. We were victors, no matter what was going on in our lives. And so I've just always had this growth mindset 
and the mind is so powerful, but that has been the key tool that I've used through my journey. But I have to say that this growth mindset and this positive attitude helped me to get through every little trial and tribulation that I went through in my life. And, and my, my challenge to others is to have them look back at their journey and look at how all those dark times actually turned into light. And I can share with you examples through my life, the experiences at beginning, you know, at the beginning of my career, when I was a special ed teacher, I lost my job in Olmstead Falls because they were making cuts. It was devastating, you know, losing any job. And I was, I felt kind of broken, like, oh my gosh, I was doing so much there. How could that happen? Thank goodness that happened because then it led me to working in Brooklyn city schools where I've made lifelong friends. But then when I was in Brooklyn, state receivership, you know, education's not very stable. I lost my job there again, devastated. Just, I thought I was going to spend my career there. And I ended up in Parma city schools. Well, at the time you don't see the doors opening. You see the doors closing perhaps, but I just had to keep trusting the journey. Had I not ended up in pharmacy schools, I don't think I would have ever met my husband because I met him in a roundabout way, me being um, student government leader and him having a limo company as one of his companies. So all of these doors closing led me to my husband, but then more doors opened and I continued to keep this growth mindset in this idea that there's light in every darkness. Um, I was supposed to be finishing my PhD when I got to Parma, but you can't do your sabbatical according to the contract you have five years in. That was gonna cause me to lose all my hours I had from my professional degree and my master's. So I had to find, I had to continue this journey and come out a victor from this. And so that's when I decided to start writing books. Like how else can I study and impact others about resiliency and give them the tools they need? So that door closing on me getting my PhD opened the door to me being now an author of seven published books. Wow. And then, you know, the first five, it, there ended up being some public problems with uh, the way they were being published. I, I kind of wasn't liking how the project ended up and thought maybe I was done being an author. But then Craig's death led me to writing two more books. So again, in this darkness, trying to keep this growth mindset and trying to always see the light in the darkness, I was able to write two more books. One, my favorite, The Bella Eve, The Bounce Back Dog, yes. which led me to becoming a motivational speaker, going into schools and connecting with so many um, educators and administrators. And it, it just became such an amazing experience. And then that, you know, that kind of led me like, what else? I need more tools to help people. Like I had research and one of the pieces of resiliency is relaxing. Well, in comes yoga. Mm -hmm. And here I am learning this valuable tool of how to relax, really relax. Not like relax when you're running 10 miles, but really <laughs> quiet the mind and the body, as you know. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then just everything went wrong after my husband died. We were supposed to inherit a lot of money. I was going to create this beautiful center for kids. I was leaving my job as a school counselor. I was disenchanted with all the politics of it. And everything that could go wrong went wrong in 2017, when we had just finished and um, earned our certifications, I was creating this huge center. I had the building and everything. It was gonna have yoga and dance and music and art, everything good for kids. And everything fell apart. And I ended up 
with a very big house empty of furniture because at the same time I sold my house and bought another one. It was just a big mess, lots of darkness, but I just kept being determined to find that light. And sure enough, I was able to just create my own home studio, my own yoga home studio. And that has been such a blessing. But then I move, I finally move and more yes. darkness, right? You know. Oh boy. You know, the neighbors closed me down from my yoga studio that I had built in my new house. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful space for children to come and feel safe and welcome and be able to learn breathing strategies. And then the HOA closes me down, right? Well, I've got to find light in the darkness. I have to come out of Victor. So somehow last year I came up with this podcasting idea and use that as my tool. And so I have this, you know, uh, morning nudge, your morning nudge that gives kids every day a tool to breathe and believe. So I've learned over my years to trust that journey. Always trust the journey. And if you look back, if you every, if you take time to actually look back at your journey, you'll see how the doors close, the darkness, but then the light. And you just have to trust what you're going through right now. And honestly, today's a beautiful day. My mean neighbors are literally packing the van and moving. And the, the one that started it, she moved back in March. And the other one that was equally mean sold her house and is moving this winter too. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know about the second one. I remember that yeah. first one. She was a interesting. Right. There were three of them that attacked me and had a petition out against me. And it was wow. really another dark time. And I just had to make the best out of it. So always keeping that growth mindset, always trusting that journey and believing that you're going to be the victor, not the victim is, are the experiences and the tools I use. Yeah. Oh my God. That kind of almost answers the other question I had, but um, you know, I, I want to mention this cause I, so I mentioned you before we were actually recording, I facilitate a couple study groups. So hopefully my students are listening and um, you'll remember, I actually have talked about you within my study group because there is a section that, I, that I'm specifically reviewing with these students that are in 200 hour training right now. And it talks about um, setting up mini sequences for children. <laughs> So I ironically, so I tell, I usually tell my students, like, I have this friend who, and this is actually, this is, this story is really, is the one that I, I really truly resonate with is the fact that you were trying to get together um, and you might be able to explain this a little bit better, but um, you were trying to get some kind of um, financial stuff passed with the city, the school system to have a yoga program that was going to be in part of the school day or something like that. Um, but that's the story that I kind of tell them. I'm like, you know, she was a, she's an educator and a counselor, you know, working with these kids. And um, she just has like this amazing, she just has this amazing ability to work with children in that way. I, and I can't explain it any other way is just that, um, yeah, they just, they know that you're the person that has that light that they can come to and, um, yeah, and just get some, come some help. I guess you could say. Um, Thank you. Yes, I've provided a real safe place for the middle schoolers in um, my district uh, every morning. Yeah. I offered yoga in the morning, and it was a hodgepodge of athletes to kids who didn't have any friends to autistic kids to severe handicapped kids. It was a safe place for all, 
and such a such a better place, a kinder place to be than in the cafeteria or the gym with the the gossip and the bullies and the hurtfulness. So I had up to 100 kids at one point. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> and I'm, I'm heartbroken because I literally go back to school uh, tomorrow and I can't do that. Even the space yeah. has been changed because of COVID. Um, and, and that was a huge piece. And it's I offered it online to my students when we first began quarantining every day, I had a class online for the kids. Oh, great. So I'm not sure how this is going to look. And I also then went into the classes each week, teaching the kids mindfulness, teaching mm -hmm. them strategies to get through life, to breathe and to believe. And so that podcast that I created kind of took that place that it's offered every single day to them. You know, we had to go virtual. So I had to kind of change and, and use the online tools. So I'm, I'm eager and um, hopeful that somehow I can still offer these tools now that we're gonna be in person. Well, I'm sure there'll be a way. I mean, again, you're looking that the one door might've closed, but I'm sure there's gonna be another one that's opening up and letting some light in. Well, Just I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I think this is gonna happen. And, and I had mentioned to you off um, the recording that um, my one podcast is kind of now, creating itself. I've done all of the, the hard work and the leg work and the, the back work to it. And so the time timing that I need to put into it is very minimal at this point. Mm -hmm. I was determined to get the hardest parts done before the new year. And a week ago, I had a call from a friend whose daughters come to my yoga class, a former educator, former principal who walked out on education because she mm -hmm. didn't, her views and education views are different and you know we're, we're bound by a lot of um bureaucracy yeah. and I, and she and i share a lot of common feelings but she called me and said would you ever reconsider trying to open that mom center the mind over matter center that i never ended up having the money for mm -hmm. she said why didn't you finish that up i said i didn't get the money i thought i was getting from my husband's estate and had to come back to work um and the building's still available, still available. It's been five years, it's still available. And I had a board of people, you may have actually been involved in the board, I don't remember. I know Greta was, and I had like 40 people on this board um, helping me through this. And then, like I said, in 2017, it just kind of all fell apart and I just started small. So here this lady messages me and says, I might have the financial means. So I had the binder still, very organized with my binder. Yes. I gave it to her last Monday. At the very same time, um, a friend of yours and mine posted on her Facebook that she's feeling very stagnant. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to her and I said, hold that stagnation thought. We might be bringing the mom center back. Yes. So, so I knew I had to finish up the bulk of my podcast project because I just had a feeling a door was opening. And so <laughs> it may not be in my school because of all the quarantining and stuff that we have to do we can't be near each other so it might come in the form of the center i'm going to trust the journey and you know if it happens it happens but i just think it's it would be an amazing tool for kids to have a safe place to go that offers yoga dance art music play safety with no competition just come and do those things without having to win without having to get a medal and so um i'm just trusting the journey 
And that's I'm hoping awesome. That I hope that I know that's going to, that's going to come out. That's, that's going to happen. I can, I can sense it. Cause you know, we were talking and this kind of leads to this kind of the last question we were talking about before I even recorded again, recorded, we had all this great conversation beforehand. So we're just going to invite it back in. Sure. Um, the idea that, you know, you and I must've had the best COVID experiences ever, even though there was so much crap, you know, and I, I personally went through a lot of, um, it was kind of rough in the beginning, you know, cause you're kind of just like, what am I doing now? Um, especially when I went from like teaching about 10 classes a week to teaching zero classes a week, having the interaction and just not really knowing where my path was taking me. Um, then all of a sudden just things turn around like that. So what do you feel out of this entire experience of 2020? What was one of the most valuable lessons that you learned during this time? Um, well, I certainly need human contact and living alone. I, I really miss that, but I've always um, defined myself as having FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm. I have to be at every party, every Indians game, Brown, you know, I have to be where the excitement is. And I learned that it was okay that I, that those things weren't really existing. And I was okay with just being in my little tribe. You know, I, I surrounded myself with my neighbors, my neighborhood. And I was okay with just being here. I didn't leave my neighborhood. It's a beautiful golf community. And we just golfed and walked. And I didn't have to be downtown dancing. I didn't have to be at every game. So, you know, I've, I've, I've learned to slow down. And it's okay to be home and just be with one friend rather than surrounded by several hundred. Although I will welcome that back. But I don't think I'm going to have to have that every weekend like I did that it's okay to just take a midnight walk with a girlfriend and not do anything else. So, that yeah. That sounds so much that, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that seems to be everyone's experience that I've talked to so far, that they they were in a high, high speed lane or something for a long time and just kind of have to be with everything, everyone going on all at one time. And this really taught a lot of us, um, at least including myself, that, it's time to slow down and take care of yourself. Slow down. Slow you know, down. We're, we're given this body for our physical bodies for only some, a period of time. So you need to take care of that. And we need to just, you know, enjoy every second that we have on this planet. Nurture it, take in the sunsets, the sunrises, the beauty. I just find myself really taking in, like just looking out my back window and taking in my backyard and staring at it, which, well, you know, I didn't, really allow myself that that quiet time before mm -hmm. but this pandemic kind of threw me into a lot of quiet time naturally and I learned to accept it it wasn't easy at first I was lonely at first uh, but I've, I've, I've learned to embrace it to embrace being home alone at times um, I still you know I have to have my little social times here and there but just not as much I've, I've definitely slowed down like the rest of the world I think yeah yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, anyway, Casey, it was an awesome conversation with you today. So thank you so much for sharing your time, your energy and everything and have a beautiful and blessed uh, rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story. And I hope that others can at least take a time to look back at their journey and welcome all those, those times of darkness, those doors shutting 
and understand right now that if you're going through that dark time where doors have shut, especially because of COVID and jobs being lost, trust the journey. Just trust the journey. So awesome. I wish everybody well, good health and peace. All right. Take care. Thank Have you a great so much. day. All right. Thank bye bye. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Casey. I know I did. So I'll see you again next week for a whole new episode. So take care.